Hi there and welcome to the Sports Fan TV Cricket Fan Show. My name's Steve. I am the erstwhile cricket guy and I am joined as always by my good friend and cricketing legend titan, titan legend tony how are you tony you all right i'm well thank you steve and you yeah i'm not too bad at all thank yeah, you not too yeah. bad at all so last week we spoke about the world t20 and we said the australians aren't gonna they're gonna win aren't they the australians are gonna win it aren't they you just know it they've been nothing special tournament they're gonna win it and as we glumly predicted the Aussies won the final. What did you make? I, I, I must disassociate myself. You glumly predicted. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. What, what did you make of it as a final? Um, well, the first thing I come, I, I could, it was a, it was a, a nap hand. Everybody who won the won the toss and inserted the opposition from uh, all the important games and both the semi-finals and the finals won. Mm -hmm. Having said that, um, New Zealand posted a, a good score in the mm -hmm. final um, uh, and uh, there were some excellent performances with the bat and, 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 and Australia with the ball, but fair credit to Australia, the way they, they, they chased it down. And to be honest, never looked in danger of not getting the total, never looked in danger, despite a very strong uh, bowling attack from, uh, of New Zealand, which had, which, which had grown with, with Sodi uh, and, and then um, Bolt and um, South, 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 South and um, I'm trying to think of who the third fast bowler Mill. was. Mill. Mill, that's right. Mm -hmm. a, a formidable attack. Mm -hmm. And Australia took them to the cleaners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, well, what you do have to say is is fair play. If uh, if England started the tournament really well and then dropped off, and yeah. there may be reasons for that, and I want to talk a little bit about that later on in the show, um, Australia were the opposite. They were pretty mediocre to start with, but then they, they got enough to get through, to get qualified, and, um, and they're they off to... They improved uh, step by step as the tournament went on. Yeah. And certain players... Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and one must name Warner for one, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, improved and, and, and uh, certainly was uh, instrumental mm. in, in their victories, if yeah. not totally due because he yeah. was mm. well supported mm. um, in the batting lineup. He was well supported certainly mm. by Marsh. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, and, and in the earlier rounds, Wade and Stoinis uh, also played their part. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I was a little bit underwhelmed <laughs> by how it played out and, and and i did it in the moment liken it a bit it was like, terrible to see you if the ashes go as we yeah, fear well, oh, well yeah no no but that, that, that's a slightly different kettle of fish I think. but but um but it's slightly for any football fans watching it made me it made me think of greece at euro 2004 which was you know, possibly the least interesting oh, outcome of oh, all dear oh dear um, how punishing is that that's yeah. a... if if i likened last week the the england side to to um the brazil team in the 1982 world cup where they were, you know, a very good side, and they ended up not quite not getting anywhere really near winning the tournament. Um, I, I think my my football analogy for the Australians winning it was a bit a bit greasy at Euro two thousand and four. There's no fairy tale there; it's just a bit mundane. But never mind. Good for Australia. Well done to them. Um, so I've had a look back at the the, the tournament, and um, 
Um, and, and I've based on looking at, at two measures, runs per innings, so better than average, I think, for the shorter form of the game, because um, it doesn't it doesn't give you any bonus for being not out. It just how many times you bat, how many how many runs you scored, um, and a strike rate, which I think is obviously really important in um, in T Twenty cricket. I've got my 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 top um, top batters and, and indeed bowlers for strike rate with the ball and, and economy rate. Um, so I want to run you through those and see what you think of these as as the top five. I think they're mostly people you would expect um, in the top five. There's maybe there's one who's snuck in, um, which is a, a bit of an anomaly, but but in the main they're pretty good. So my, my my equal fifth batter was David Warner of Australia. He was scoring 41 every time he went out to bat, which was the fourth best in in the tournament, and he had a strike rate of 147 runs per hundred balls. So he was scoring he was scoring pretty well. That's that's a that's a pretty healthy strike rate. That gets him in the top twenty strike rates as well. He's equal fifth with um, chap called Mohammed Sefadin of Bangladesh. Now he only he, he only he, he hardly batted, but he got he managed his strike rate of two hundred and sixty seven runs per hundred balls. Has managed to hoist him up the. Uh, did, he up, face up, a, did he face a hundred balls? No, no, he didn't face a hundred <laughs> balls. He, he had three innings. He had three yeah. innings. Which was just got him into my um, um, in, yeah. in, into, into my uh, into my rankings. Cutting it off any higher than that, you started to lose some 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 significant people. So I think we can scout over him. But well done to Mohammed Saifuddin from Bangladesh for sneaking his way into the into the rankings. The top four are much more sensible. Fourth, I had is uh, Mohammed Rizwan from Pakistan. We're big fans of his. Um, we we both like him a great deal. He was scoring you know nearly forty seven every time he went out to bat, and his strike rate his strike rate was was actually a little lower than I thought it might be, 128 runs per 100 balls. So I think between him and Babarazam, they, they, they both were, were going at that sort of rate, um, which maybe might have been the difference in, 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 in tight games for Pakistan. Slightly better than, than uh, Rizwan I had as K.O. Rahul, actually, from India, who quietly had an excellent, an excellent tournament. Runs per innings of, of nearly 39, so a very, very good contribution. And his strike rate was over 150, 153. Um, so he was he was he had a he had a terrific tournament really quietly. I think I find Kale Rahul's a bit like this in a team of an Indian team, irrespective of the format, where you think of Kohli, you think of Rohit Sharma, you think of Rashid Pant as the one who accelerates and scores runs. You, you think of all their, their top class Rahana you might think of in the test team, but actually it's Kale Rahul who does the job. He does the job. And he's a he's a very good player, and I think he's he's he's, he's 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 I think he's actually really one of the most underrated batters in international cricket at the moment. The top two will be no surprise. I have Just Butler just coming in second. He was scoring just about forty five runs every time he went out to bat, so um, a shade lower than Rizwan, but but he was he was doing a phenomenal job, and obviously he scored that wonderful hundred. Um, his strike rate was also over one hundred and fifty runs per hundred balls at one hundred and fifty one. So you know again. You, Butler cannot be faulted. Butler had a terrific tournament. He did everything you could ask of him. And he kept um, wicket. And he kept wicket as and well. As, as did Rizwan. So yep. we, and, and, and I'll say something more about Rizwan before you move on to your yeah, yeah. number one choice. Yep. In, in, the, in the semi-final, he, got out of, he came out of hospital yes. you know, the day before and, and performed heroically. <laughs> uh, so, you know, really he's, uh, to my mind, if I'd had to move away from stats and add a few more peripheral things in, Rizwan would have been higher up the list yeah. um, uh, uh, than uh, some of the others there. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, no, I think uh, that's great. That was great, Rizwan did that. It reminded me of, 
old time cricketing stories when touring teams would have people who were taken ill and they climb yeah. off their hospital bed. Eddie Eddie Painter, I think, for England in the uh, in yeah, one of the in, in the Bodyline the Bodyline series before even my time. Steve. <laughs> That's yeah. going back. I think bit. he I think he I think he climbed off his hospital bed and got a, a valuable knock um, for for England. I believe I, I can't remember. I, I think that's right. Somebody might be able to tell us. Um, but a number one batter, possibly no surprise, Babur Azam. Again, we've spoken about him a lot on the show over the last year or so. Um, you know, I think he's edging his way into the into the Coley Root Smith Williamson bracket very much, particularly with this doing it again in another format. I think he's he's terrific. Runs per innings of over 50, 50.5. So he was scoring, he was he was getting 50 runs every time he went out to bat. Um, and his strike rate of 126. So again, similar to Rizwan, they probably could do with one of them having been up at the 140s, maybe to have got a slightly larger totals. But that's a that's a terrific effort from Babar Azam. And uh, and and I think you know he, he I'm, I was Pleased to see him come out on top of the top of the rankings because I think he is he is if if you like a, a coming man in terms of the the top echelons of of, of international batting. Um, would you have Rizwan as your number one then, Tony? Is that who you would say was yeah, your? Um, I think, bearing in mind that they kept wickets, uh, I would probably have had joint number ones Rizwan and Butler. Mm. Uh, uh, Butler's uh, unfortunately he didn't get to the final, so so. What, what I have, the, the difficulty I have with, with pure stats is, as I said there just now, there are one or two peripheries. For mm -hmm. instance, um, your, your uh, Bangladesh guy, um, yes. <laughs> he only played minnows. And I think that the, the standard of the opposition must be taken into account when you're looking at... Um, how the how the batter well and the bowlers as you we'll come on to them in a second mm -hmm. how, how the batters um, perform um, so to my mind um, I probably uh, overall I would find it very difficult to choose between Rizwan and Butler and hard on their heels because he produced it better and better as the tournament went on and and was influential in the final uh, would be David Warner. Uh, and um, I think he was under enormous pressure before the tournament started. Mm. He'd been dropped from his team in the IPL, was woefully mm -hmm. out of form, and was uh, the subject of a lot of trolling on the Australian uh, uh, scene. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he shrugged it all off and, and came through. And he would be very close um, to my to being number one, he was just edged out by my joint number ones, Rizwan and Butler. Good stuff, Tony. Thank you. And on to the bowlers. I think an interesting set of bowlers at the top, actually, not perhaps people I was expecting to see. Um, and again, my, my cutoff here was people had to bowl at least 30 deliveries. So, um, you know, nobody was really just turned up and bowled a couple of golden arm overs and, and snuck their way in. They're all they're all proper bowlers here. Um, number five actually was Ashwin, R. Ashwin from, from Ravi Ashwin from India. Um, six wickets in 72 balls, so a strike rate of, of 12, um, which was a top 10 strike rate, and an economy rate of just five and a quarter. But, you know, again, India, I think in, in, in the shorter form, they just underuse Ashwin. They don't use him enough. And, it has um, to be, there has to be trouble at mill, as they would say, <laughs> I think, there, because yeah. he didn't play in any of the test matches against mm -hmm. England mm -hmm. and and uh, as you say he was very underused mm -hmm. um, 
let's face it, I, I, I know um, who you're going to talk about as well in the bowlers when, you, when, we're, when you're talking about Jasprit Bumrah a bit later mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. uh, this, to my mind, um, is another problem with pure stats. There are three Indians in the, in the top five batters and bowlers, but by any stretch of the imagination, India had a dreadful tournament. How does that square? Well, I, I think there are some some Indian players that that really performed pretty quite poorly. I mean, I think that's how that comes about. Let's look at that. I mean, you have you had Bumrah and Ashwin, who who I have in, in in the top five bowlers. Jadeja did okay, but then Shami and Varun. I mean, Varun Varun didn't take a wicket in the tournament. Um, Shami was was not not very not very impressive either. With the batting, let's see the batters. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got Pant, Rohit Sharma did okay, and and, and would would have been in, would have been in the top ten. Hardik Pandya was in the top twenty. Then then Pant Yadav a mid table, and Kohli was down in fifty second in my rankings. He's yeah. run runs per innings under twenty three, and his strike rate was was around hundred. He scored sixty eight runs in sixty eight balls faced. Um, I mean, you know, he, he only batted three times, but um, it was. Um, it, it was. My point is that India had a really soft draw. In my opinion, they had mm. a soft draw. Yeah. And, and so that accounts for some of the performances, mm. individual performances, and yet still, despite that top that that soft draw, they couldn't they couldn't get they through. Couldn't make it. Yeah, oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And maybe it's the same with the next bowl on the list. Perhaps which was was also from from that half of the draw. In fact, I think they all are. Um, was Dwayne Pretorius, South Africa? He took nine wickets in eighty eight balls, so a strike rate of, of of under ten, you know, which is the best in the tournament. His economy rate was okay as well. He was going for under seven, so he he, he will look back and say, "Well, I had a good I had a good tournament. He did nothing wrong. I think that's pretty good." And then there's Bumrah, seven wickets and one hundred and twelve balls, so a strike rate of sixteen. And an economy rate, and this is where Bumrah really stands out. His economy rate was just over five, five point zero nine. So yeah, he really was excellent, excellent economy rate. Yeah, consistently going under a run of ball. And then the top two are spinners, um, which perhaps isn't a surprise from watching the tournament. Spinners were absolutely central to successful teams in this tournament. And the first is Mujib Rahman from Afghanistan, who was injured, but then but then came back again, I think, to play in the last game. But I think they missed him when he wasn't available. He took seven wickets in 72 balls. Terrific stuff. Strike rate of just over 10, that is, which is, is the third best. And his economy rate was also under, under six, under five and a half, in fact, 5.4. So he, he had a terrific, he, he did very well. And they, and I think they, Afghanistan certainly missed him um, when, when he wasn't available to play. And then the number one bowler in the, in the rankings, perhaps it, it's not a perhaps not a surprise, maybe boosted by the fact that he played in the earlier round as well, which is um, Wanindu Hasaranga um, uh, from from Sri Lanka, um, a spinner, sixteen wickets and one hundred and eighty balls, so strike rate of a wicket every eleven and a quarter balls, so that's pretty good going, and an economy rate of five point two. But I mean, as an element of that, which was possibly slightly padded by the by the, the softer schedule but um, but it's well, interesting isn't it yeah i i, I know that uh, we both have chosen uh, teams of the tournament yeah and 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 uh, hasaranga although he didn't although sri lanka didn't get through to the closing stages he played against who did he play against he played against england australia uh, uh, south africa yeah. and the west indies Mm -hmm. So he took his wickets against uh, yeah. the, the reigning champions, uh, mm -hmm. the favourites, 
uh, and, and the winners. Uh, you know, so it's hard to uh, um, get yeah. through that. And in fact, I, I, I hark back. I mean, we talk about why England perhaps didn't um, get to the final, whether or not they would have won it, was um, the injury to Roy. And, and Hasaranga could have beaten us. It was motoring for Sri Lanka uh, when Roy pulled off an astonishing uh, boundary performance, catching the ball over the line and pushing it back in mm -hmm. for Billings, yeah. to, who got the credit of the catch, which is a nonsense, really, because yeah. it was Roy's magnificent uh, play. Mm -hmm. Only for that, I, I think that England would have, would have, I'm not saying they wouldn't have won, but it would have been, as they would say in all the best spy books, a damn close thing. Or it boy. would have been a damn close thing, yes. Yeah. That's the thing about Hasaranga. He was also ranked top 20 in the batting rankings That's as well as his. He, as well he, as his... I thought he had a, a, of of all the, of all the surprises in the tournament, he mm. was uh, the most one. And I, I get a notice here and now he mm. has made it into my team of the tournament. Yeah, well, that's an excellent segue then, Tony, to, to have a look at our teams of the tournament. Okay, Tony, your team yeah. of the tournament. We've got it on screen for folk to have a look at. Um, do you want to talk us through it? Perhaps again, yeah, some I, of the some I, of your picks yeah. there. I, I, very quickly, I, I don't want to take up too much time, but I, I had I chose one or two, what shall I saw basis of selection, and, and one I've I've, I've commented on already is I, with a, one exception possibly in the team, everybody did it under pressure in the big games. And, and I have ignored their performances against what I would call the minnows in the early games. Secondly, it, it's an incredible stat, but it's very, it was very rare that any player below batting number five actually needed to play a significant innings. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you might have a longer tail than you would have, say, in a test team or in, in, a, in, a, in a normal T20 team, I think... Um, wasn't a weakness. Uh, number five, we've been through the performances and just to take my top five there, Butler and Warner and Rizwan, the top three, picked themselves on all known stats, not overall in the tournament and in the, in the important games leading up to the final. The, 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 and um, uh, then I, I have a, a small wild card in Marsh. Now, Marsh um, played, he had a strike rate of 148 and he scored 185 runs in five innings. At a, so an average of 61. So, um, and he got better and better as the tournament went on, a bit like, a bit like Warner. He got yeah. 28 in the semi-final at, at a strike rate of 127 and then played the classic innings of 77 not out at a strike rate of 154 in the final. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he and Warner, in my opinion, uh, carried Australia over the line without too much trouble. Yeah, I would have to say Marsh made made my top 10, that's for sure. And uh, he, um, I, he certainly, as you say, he did it, he built and he did it in the final. I mean, that's yeah. a, it's, a, was, it's a fair pick. Tony. I was it's also a fair looking, pick. I had picked my bowlers and I was also looking for a couple of, shall we say, standby bowlers if, for, for some reason, lack of form or whatever the wicket was, mm -hmm. that the, one of the bowlers or uh, didn't perform on the day. 
And the fact I mean, I had, uh, for instance, Mitchell, uh, Kane Williamson, and um, the other Guptil, all three New Zealanders, uh, vying very closely, but <laughs> none of them bowled in the tournament. Marsh did not greatly successfully, but he still bowled. So that's what swung it for him. Um, as as am as we've talked about. So my controversial pick really appears at number six, mm-hmm. uh, and I picked Livingston. Now, Livingston had um, he took six wickets for for um, eighty six. And, and, a, and a wicket every 15 balls. Uh, and and uh, he scored 46 runs at a strike rate of 158 from limited opportunities. Yeah. But he was there for me for two reasons. One, he was a backup bowler if, if one of the spinners um, uh, didn't perform on the day. And two, he has this unique ability to bowl both off spinners and leg spinners mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter whether the pitch might be short-sided on one side or the mm-hmm. left-hander batting or a right-hand batting Livingston was always there to be able to uh, come in and and uh, fill a hole so then I came to Hasaranga uh, we've talked about him uh, I thought he his his performance against all the the strong teams mm-hmm. And he performed very, very well. And as you said, notably did well with the bat also. So then it came to my, 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 my pace bowlers. And when I was looking, I was looking for pace bowlers who could swing the ball at the only time it was able to be swung, which was early on in the innings. Mm-hmm. And I narrowed it down to three. Wokes and Bolt, who, who uh, I eventually picked. And my third choice was Afridi, um, uh, but I found that he only took seven wickets and he was quite expensive. Um, and three of those seven wickets was against the old enemy, India, when he absolutely bowled superbly. But I don't, I think he was just up for that one match. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, he just got edged out because he didn't prove consistent enough over the, over the whole range of the matches. So I went for Wokes and Bolt. Bolt had a double indemnity for me in that he bowls very well at the death. And, and, and indeed, in the final, um, he took two for 18 mm-hmm. in the final. And when yeah. you think how well Australia were going, I mm-hmm. thought that was a, a, a fantastic performance. Yeah. So we come then to the, 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 the last two. Both Zampa, I think, um, he was very close between him and Adil Rashid. And, and I, ch- I plumped for Zampa purely because he, well, he took, he took, uh, he was higher up the rankings than, than Adil was. Um, and he took, he took 13 um, for 57 in, in the, uh, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And he also bowled very, very well in the final. And uh, I just felt that, Doing it when the pressure was on in the semi-final and the final, he deserved to just pip Adil. Had had England won and gone on and Adil performed, then he might have got it instead. The last one I went for was Hazelwood, who again in in the final uh, performed excellently. Um, He took 11 wickets for 175, a strike rate of, of, of 13. And in the final, he took three for 16, 
Now, in, in such a, shall we say, a heavily pressurized event as the final, to turn in bowling performances like that, uh, um, he walked into my team as the, as the third pace man behind the openers of Wokes and Bolt. Well, it's a, it's a, yeah, no, it's a fantastically strong team, and you would fancy that line up against nearly, nearly anybody. I think if that was an IPL team, you'd be, you'd be saying, well, that, that's going to, or a big bash team, you'd be saying that, that's going to be hard to stop somewhere, isn't it? So, no, good, good team, Tony. I, I have a, I have a few different picks if we can flick onto my team. Um, some very similar. I think Butler and Warner, um, Baba Azam and Rizwan, all absolutely pick themselves um, as, as. Batting and, and probably batting as, as the top four together. Um, Butler and Rizwan can take it in turns. Um, they can keep at each end um, when when we're when we're in the field. One one can keep at one end, one can keep at the other. Um, and Kale Rahul can keep sometimes as well if he wants to. He's my number five batter, and I think he he did very well. I've actually gone for Moeen as my wildcard England player in at number six. Um, he did very well um, with the ball, and I had him ranked in in the uh, in my top top ten. Um, and I mean, Zampa was just outside the top ten, for example. He took seven wickets for seventy-seven runs, um, and he took a wicket every twelve balls. So he his both his strike rate and his economy was um, was was both both in the top ten. Um, and in with the and um, with the uh, with the ball, he also had a pretty reasonable tournament. Uh, sorry, with the bat. Um, he, um, he he was he scoring 23 every time he went out to bat, and his strike rate was over 130. So um, I think that I think for me, I think Mo had a had a good all round tournament, um, and and would be pretty strong coming in in that number six position. Hasaranga we've spoken about, and I think he he deserves his place. And then I've gone from Mujibas um, as my my next. Um, my, my other spinner, because again, I think he 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 had a, he had a very good tournament and made a big difference for Afghanistan when he played. Um, my my quicks um, uh, are, uh, are Noche from South Africa, who's a, a player I know you like, Tony. I think I he's, do very much. Um, I think he's, so he's sadness I left him out. Yeah, but I don't think he really delivered as well as I thought he would. Well, I I I thought he did okay. Nine wickets. Um, his economy rate was was under six. He was going for five point four and over, and he was taking a wicket every basically every thirteen balls. I, I thought he had a he had a really good um, a really good tournament, um, and um, and and I think he uh, for me I thought he was yeah, he, he was a he was a standout um, bowler. I thought he he had a good a good a, a very good series and and, and, I, and I have a very good tournament, and I think he deserves his place. Bumrah, we've spoken about again. His economy rate was so fantastic. Um, with him coming on, you're not going to be getting him away very much. He's and he was taking wickets fully reasonably. And again, Dwayne Pretorius, who showed up in the in the top five rankings. Um, again, he, he had a pretty similar um, uh, time to Norka. Actually, he took nine wickets for 101 runs, and he was taking wicket every nine and a bit balls, every 10 balls. So he was, he was really doing very well. His economy rate was, was not bad as well. So overall, I think that would be a, a good pace attack that would, would be taking wickets would be dangerous. You wouldn't be able to take any liberties against them. Um, and, and then you've got, you've got some spin options as well, depending on, depending on who you've got at the crease, you can, you can go to a mix of between those three spinners. And I think that would they're, be they're, uh, they're two very strong teams. Mm. I mean, I, 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 I debated very hard and I, he was my nearly man. He nearly made it as a batsman and he nearly made it as a bowler, but he didn't quite do it. Yeah. The, the only thing I have about your three pace men is 
that I noticed that none of them got out of the qualification stages. Mm -hmm. So they, yeah. didn't, they didn't have to bowl when the heat was really on uh, in, in, in the latter stages of the tournament, which is why I went for the, the, three, the three guys that, that I went for. But the, I have to say, I mean, Bumrah, uh, uh, his economy rate is, is sensational. And I, as you know, I'm a great fan of Norka. Um, and Pretorius has come on the scene from nowhere, I think, really. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I hadn't any great arguments. It would be lovely if you could actually um, <laughs> put, put the top four batsmen in both teams and then each team play one another to see how we go. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. But That'd it doesn't good. show the depth, the depth of good players that there are mm -hmm. uh, in the world today. There is no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. So that's a nice segue into talking just a little bit about England and Australia before we wrap up. Yeah, so talking about, about England, for me, I had a look at the at the performances of the players just to see where they may have, have not quite not quite got, got it together. And I think for me with the bat, I think it was staring us in the face and you touched on it when you were talking about your, your team, Tony. Butler faced 31% of the deliveries that England faced in the tournament, yeah. which is good because he was in great form. Yeah. Between them, Bairstow, who, who had a strike rate of 112, Morgan, a strike rate of 119, Milan, a strike rate of 120. They faced 34% of the, of the deliveries. So a third of the time at the crease, England had people going at somewhere around 100 and, 115 to 120 uh, runs, per, runs per 100, which is not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. Livingston, whose strike rate was all, almost 160, only faced 29 balls. Yes. He only faced 5% of the balls that England England faced in the in the tournament. And that was the that was the problem for me. Livingston should have been pushed up the order um, and he should have they should have made sure they got him in a little bit sooner. Particularly if you think about England's last game in the semi-final, we spoke about this last week where they had Billings who sat there and didn't have to bat, didn't obviously doesn't bowl so and he wasn't asked to keep wicket. So I mean, you know, they effectively wasted a, a selection by not going quicker, yeah. getting their more aggressive batters in more quickly. His, history uh, uh, was that anybody batting at six or below very rarely got any yeah. any yeah. innings of any importance. Yeah. In England, if England learn anything from this tournament, I think it's that they need to get more aggressive batters in sooner. And, and, and be more flexible. Yeah, be more flexible, yeah. With, with the ball, England's six main bowlers all did pretty well. So if you think Wokes, Jordan, Mills, Rashid... Mo and I'm counting Livingston in there as well. Oh, yes, they they all, all had fewer than 20 balls per wicket. So they all did a did a good job. And their economy rates, the is the, the key spinners, um, well, two of the spinners anyway, Mo and, and Livingston, economy rates of under six, so going less than a run a ball. Rashid and Chris Jordan, despite Jordan having a very expensive over in the in the semi-final, which was he probably which he probably will be but he shouldn't shouldn't be remembered for in this yeah. tournament they both were going for fewer than seven runs and over wokes was going for less than eight and mills was going for bang on eight all very good you know um all ranked in the top half of of, of the bowlers um of, of, for the entire tournament wokes ranked at 36 was was the lowest ranked of all of those bowlers and mills gets injured and Kevin Peterson spoke a little about this on the TV coverage as well. Now, of course, you have to remember, he, he was talking mainly about Mills being left arm quick rather than anything else. But unfortunately, Mark Woods came in and really didn't have a very good tournament or the games he played. No wickets in 48 that's, that's, balls. That's being generous. Yeah. No, no wickets in 48 balls. Economy rate of over 10. 
Um, and in fact, I had him overall ranked last in my in my bowlers of all those that qualified for for um, for, for the bowling ranking of bowling at least thirty balls. So the knock on effect for that on the on the whole bowling attack. In fact, England lost both of the games that Wood played, um, and and that just was that almost that Jenga piece of Mills being taken out of the team led to a bit of a collapse when England were in the field and and they weren't as effective. They were more expensive. Um, and and you and it was harder for Morgan to keep the pressure on because he had to go yeah. for one one set of deliveries at least from from um, from Wood and that and that really really hurt them. So that was my my kind of view of England. Um, yeah, I, have one, I have one thing to add to that, and that was the also an injury, the injury to Roy. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, and, and and it's interesting when you talked about the 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 comparatively low. Uh, strike rates of Bairstow, uh, Milan, and uh, Morgan. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what Royce was before he got injured. Royce was 138, yeah. so he was he was uh, a little quicker. It, yeah, it had two effects. Mm-hmm. One, it, it it meant that England had to jig their order, mm-hmm. and and uh, if you like, put greater in, uh, 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 eye on the fact that they they didn't. Perform. This is not a great criticism of Morgan because he's an excellent captain. But they 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 didn't perhaps jig their batting order in in the right way. Mm-hmm. Two, and I've already quoted how he got rid of Hasaranga. Roy was stupendous in the field, mm-hmm. and, and um, it's a corny old expression, but fielding wins matches. Yep. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that that Roy, the two people who would have thought that that time or mills would have been crucial mm-hmm. uh, because he went, I think he was really probably almost the last man selected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. and yet he played such a pivotal role. And then when he got injured, it was, uh, it was, uh, as you say, Wood came in and he just, he, A, he was out of practice because he hadn't bowled and, and B, I don't mm-hmm. think the wicket suited him. Um, and so him to get injured and then Roy to get yep. injured, I think England didn't quite get the rub of the green. No, absolutely. But talking of rub of the green, rub of the baggy green, Australia, looking at their team, Warner, Marsh, Wade, we've spoken about them. They had excellent tournaments and all ranked inside the top 12 batters for me. However, they got really nothing very much at all from Smith, Finch or Maxwell. So they really did it on, on you know, some form players. Um, Stoinis had, had certainly won good innings, but um, you know they lent very heavily on on those three. And with the ball again, none of them were ranked in my overall top ten. Zampa was very close. Hazelwood was definitely the the, the pick of the quicks, and and he ranked in the top twenty five. But otherwise, Stark, Maxwell, and Cummins all outside the top fifty. Nothing particularly special from any of them. They just did enough in the right moments in the right games to put together the results. And I suppose that's got to be the mark of a of a good side. And and. And um, as England fans, obviously, oh, I'm an England fan, delighted that Australia will be so buoyed going into the Ashes from having an unexpected win in the World T20. Um, yeah. <laughs> great news for uh, for Joe Root and the Test team. Um, so there we go. I think that's a pretty good overall view of the... Um, so there we go. I think that's a pretty good overall view of the World T20, the final, and a bit of a review of the players who impressed us and our teams at the tournament. Tony... Thank you so much, as always, for, for joining us. Absolute pleasure. And 
don't forget to like and subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter at SFTV underscore cricket. And that's all for me. Thank you very much for joining us. Tune in next time when there's always cricket going on. Um, and, uh, and Tony and I are always here to talk about it. So thanks for joining us and see you again soon. Thank you. Good night, lads. Thank <laughs> you.